0: Praise the Lord, I'm Bill McMurdo, this is Speak to the Nation and I want to ask the question today how does God transform nations? How does God bring salvation, deliverance, transformation to nations? We're all about speaking to the nation And we're certainly all about bringing God's word and God's message to the nation. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you um, just to get the feel for this and to show us the mind of the Spirit when it comes to these matters. And the first one is in Romans chapter 16. This is a vital business. If you're not about the transformation of nations right now, and really delivering nations from Antichrist, Babylon, Leviathan systems of wickedness and evil that are coming upon the nations, then I I have to tell you, you need to get with the program. So Romans chapter 16, verse 25 says, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, this is Paul speaking of course, And the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. The mystery of the gospel, the mystery of Christ in you, the hope of glory, the mystery of the Christian message. Uh, He says, but now is made manifest. It's not hidden from us, it's hidden for us. Now is made manifest. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. These things are being made known to the nations, the things we're speaking about, the matters that we're about as believers. We're we're in the business of revealing to the nations the mystery of God and you know, the mystery of God, as I said, is not hidden from us, it's hidden for us. We can't see with our physical eyes, we, we, we can't necessarily see the realities that are in the, the glory realm, but those realities in the glory realm permeate this realm, permeate the universe, permeate the cosmos. And we need to be aware of those realities and speak them, these things we speak What things? The hidden things. The things that are hidden to the visible eye. You can't see the kingdom. You can't see the reign of Christ. You can't see Jesus at the right hand of God the Father unless it's revealed to you by the Spirit of God. In this book as well, you can't see these things with the physical eye. But we want to see manifest the things of God. We want to see the Lordship of Christ manifest. We've had it in our nation. We've had it in Britain, we've had it in Scotland, but we need to see it again. And so these hidden things need to become manifest, revealed. They're revealed first in here, then in here. They have to come through here. And when we speak them, we speak them into atmospheres. We speak them into communities. We speak them into situations. And what that means is when we speak them, they become manifest. To the nations. So we're speaking to the nation. What are we speaking? The mystery, the message, the revelation that Jesus is Lord and is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Now the other scripture I want us to look at is Psalm 128 because I've only answered that question. Well, just dead. We we see nations transformed as we speak to them. As we speak the message, speak the word of Christ, speak the Bible, speak the gospel, the good news. You know, the Bible says uh, in Isaiah 60 and in the New Testament, Jesus said it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor. Look chapter 4. If your message as a minister, as a Christian, isn't good news to poor people, here's news for you. It ain't the gospel because the gospel is good news to the poor God's heart is for the poor so anything that God has to say will have the poor in mind God wants to raise the poor out of hills and put them into palaces and make them princes that's what he does with us as believers he takes us as wretched curs, sons of Adam and regenerates us and makes us kings and priests sons and daughters of God I've already preached myself happy here anyway, Psalm 128 is where we're going Okay, And in my Bible here, the, the heading for this psalm it's got is fear the Lord, a song of degrees. Fear the Lord. That is the key to all. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honour and life. That word life can be translated revival. So if you want to see revival in your nation, then you have to preach the fear of the Lord. You have to communicate the fear of the Lord. You have to walk in the fear of the Lord. Okay, let's read the psalm. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. If you fear the Lord, you're instantly blessed. And you say, well, what if I don't fear him? Well, I think what you're saying there is you don't feel the fear. It's not about feel the fear. There used to be a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, a woman called Susan Jeffers. It wasn't a Christian book, but it was a, it was a bestseller. And and she was basically saying, even if you feel fear, go ahead and push through your fear. That, that That's all right in the world. But you see, in... in, in the things of God, it's, it's not all right to feel the fear. But we're not talking here, when we're talking about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about feelings anyway. We're not talking about emotions. The fear of the Lord is not an emotion, it's a decision. If you don't feel the fear, if you're not trembling, you think, well, i am I I'm a cold? Am I I'm a distant? Listen, we're not talking about emotions and soul things here. We're talking about spiritual matters. The fear of the Lord, one of the seven spirits of God. The fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. So you make a decision to be in the fear of the Lord. So say it with me right now. I choose to walk in the fear of the Lord. I'm blessed because I fear the Lord. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labour of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be. And it shall be well with thee. You shall eat the fruit of the labour of your hands. You shall eat Whatever you're... In other words, it's saying that whatever you do... And I don't just think he's talking about a job or a career or a vocation. I think he means everything. Everything that you're about as a person, you'll eat the fruit of it. If all you do all day is sit around and watch TV, you'll eat the fruit of that. But if you're a productive person, then... And there's nothing wrong with watching TV. If you're watching um, people preaching, if you're watching... Uh, edifying stuff, but if you're watching all that junk that's on uh, normal TV, and it ought not be normal, normal TV ought to be stuff like this, the word of God being preached, but anyway, that's another message, you'll eat the labour of your hands, happy shalt thou be and it shall be well with thee, see God begins with you, okay, everything begins with you, because for your life it doesn't begin with me, if that makes sense, you live your life, I live my life and and um, you know, we do you do what you do and I do what I do. But what you do according to the Bible it ought to be productive it ought to be something you know, God is interested in your happiness and your well-being happy shalt thou be and it shall be well with thee. So what you do ought to make you happy and it ought to be well with you. In other words, he's saying begin with you and begin with the fear of the Lord in you and walk in that. And that ought to be causing you to do stuff that is productive for you spiritually and internally and emotionally and in his spirit, soul and body that you'd be blessed. Then it's, it's got to seep outwards. Verse 3, thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house or in the heart of your house in the walls of your house, in the inner part of your house, your wife will be a fruitful vine. She won't be uh lazy, unproductive, you know, slothful, sloppy and nasty woman. <laughs> but it's got to begin with you. I'm not saying, oh, the women can let you down. What I'm saying to you is this blessing radiates outward from your heart, touches your wife, and then your children, thy children... Like olive plants round about thy table. So your wife and children get blessed because you're blessed. The blessing is radiating outwards from your heart, from your life, from your inner being. Children like olive plants, I'm told, means that the olive plants, uh, when, when, when they have uh, round about an olive plant, it's, it's offspring, if you like, I think it's seed or whatever, uh, but they grow round about the parent plant and they nurture and sustain the parent plan. Uh, And that's a good way of looking at it, is that your children won't just zoom off and leave you, but they'll always be in your life, and in your old age, they'll take care of you. That's how it ought to be. Especially if you need that. Children should be, and and it means that they keep them close. Even if they're far away, geography-wise, they're still close to you uh, in spirit. Anyway, that, in other words, your family will be blessed because you're blessed. That's, that's what, what it boils down to. Then it says, behold, or look, have a good look, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. You will be blessed in your family life. Let me just say this to you. If you don't have that blessing, but you're a man or woman that, that fears God, then speak it. You see, I believe these things are designed to be spoken. And even if they're not manifesting, we're supposed to manifest them by speaking them. Just say, I'm blessed that way. This is the way the man is blessed. That I fear the Lord. So this is the way I have to be blessed. My wife is blessed. My children are blessed. In other words, my family life is blessed because I fear the Lord. If you're a woman, you can say this. I'm blessed. My family life, my husband, my children, my grandchildren. I'm blessed in my family life because I fear the Lord. Whether you're a man or a woman, this applies. The blessing is available, and if it's available, that means you speak it upon you. You'll eat the fruit of it. Death or life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you love. See, I think if you speak negativity and destruction and fear and all that, you actually love that stuff. Or you wouldn't keep doing it. Once you realize whatever your soul is bent towards, negative, negative, or positive now, but I'm not just talking about positive thinking here. I'm talking about God's word. Uh, you can be bent towards the glory or bent towards the darkness. You choose, and even if you say, "Well, I have to be honest. Or, yeah, I like being negative," <laughs> if you're that honest, but I'm going to choose a different path, and I'm going to speak what God's word says. So I'm going to speak blessing, not cursing. You know, both things should not come out your mouth. It should just be blessing. Anyway, you know that, okay? Verse 5, the Lord Yahweh shall bless thee out of Zion. What's Zion here? I believe Zion refers to uh, more than just one thing. Zion, I believe, is the heavenly realm, the Mount Zion. In other words, the place of God. He'll bless you out of heaven's realm, out of glory, out of Mount Zion. But also Zion, I believe, has an outpost, has an extension, has an earthly portal, if you like, meaning the church, meaning the things of God here, the kingdom, you know, uh, the saints. So God's going to bless you out of his kingdom. That's what it's saying. Yahweh will bless you out of Zion. And watch this. And thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Here's an interesting thing. I'm preaching this right now in Glasgow. Glasgow is the city that I live in, uh, minister in, I'm I'm based in. So I would say this, not just Jerusalem, I mean, it's great, you know, talking about Jerusalem, but I would say Glasgow's my Jerusalem. This is the holy city for me. This is the place that I want to see goodness. I want to see, you know, Glasgow's motto is, uh, let Glasgow flourish by the preaching of thy word and the praising of thy name. So I want to see that city motto manifest In Glasgow, in my church here that I pastor in, uh, and in my life, and in my family life, and in my relationships with folks, I want to see that good of Glasgow, the good of Jerusalem, here in my Jerusalem, in Glasgow, all the days of my life. I want to see Glasgow blessed, prospering, thriving, flourishing by the preaching of his word and the praising of his name. Your city might not have just a school of motto. But you can have the same sentiment and desire. Yeah, that, that's what's so good about living in Glasgow. I, I was born in Edinburgh. Uh, and I and you know, I'm 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 proud of that. You know, I I, I like that. Uh, but I live in Glasgow, have done for a long time. And I want to see the good of Edinburgh, sure. I, but I want to see the good of Glasgow because I'm here. So whatever you are, it might even just be a wee tiny village or a town, you know, it might not be a big city, but you want to see the good of that place, your community all the days of your life. And then it says, verse 6, ye thou shalt see thy children's children, which means you're going to live long enough to see grandkids, grandbabies sitting on your knee and, you know, running around. And watch this, and peace upon Israel. Again, Glasgow, Scotland, United Kingdom. Peace upon Scotland. Peace upon Great Britain. Peace upon the nation you live in. So what I want you to see from this psalm is that the blessing that is in your life because you fear the Lord and you you're a meditator of God's word. We've looked at that before. You're a you're a praying man or woman. You're a person who fellowships with God. and has a, a fervent what we used to call a devotional life. Your relationship with God is intimate and deep and and. Uh, Consistent. Out of that, the blessing that comes from that is going to radiate into your family. It's going to go into your community. It's going to get into your city. It's going to transform eventually your nation. Your personal life, your personal walk with God impacts your nation, whether it's uh, a good one and a healthy one and a, a rightly lived one, or whether you're sloppy. And you don't have that relationship, that's going to impact your nation too. You see, I think a lot of the fact that we have a uh, nation is 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 in the state of sin is because people don't really walk with God. And I include myself with that. I'm not beating other people up and saying, "I'm oh, I'm I'm the holy man. I want to be a far better man of prayer, man of God's word, uh, fa- father, mo- you know, whatever it is, father, husband, mother, daughter." So- We all need to be better at what we do, at living. We live by this word. We live by prayer. We live by a relationship with God. Whatever you are, mother, father, daughter, son, uncle, whatever, just be better at it. And I'm not saying in the flesh, the flesh, the striving, all that stuff, in works, I don't mean that. I'm talking about your relationship with God. That's what impacts your nation. Your personal walk with God is clear from the psalm and other places that we've looked at. And we're going to look at more. And, and even in Romans, Paul's talking about it's the gospel that transforms. See, the thing is, we sometimes think to try... This is what I want to get across to you and, and we'll close with this. We sometimes think that to impact nations, you need big movements, big groups of people, uh, you know, big funding to to, to generate... Ministries, so that we can touch nations. No. In your prayer closet is where you touch nations. On your bed, as we looked at in Psalm 149. As you sing to God in your bed, as you praise him in your bed, as you, you lift up your Bible, your two-edged sword, your two-worded sword on your bed, as you do these things uh, in your personal life, that impacts the nation and society Because it goes into the atmosphere. Your personal walk with God, the stand you take for God, even in your prayer closet or bedroom, or as you're standing in the queue at Asda, that's what makes a difference. Being the people of God in the nation for the purpose of God, which is, of course, what we call societal transformation. In other words, the gospel coming in and changing and bringing kingdom, planting God's kingdom, In the earth, in your nation, in your community, in your life, that's what changes and transforms nations. The Lord bless you. Till next time.